everybody father michael praise god i want to lead you guys through what the lord's been teaching me about and this is something i actually got a long time ago but i've been reviewing it i just kind of was writing some things and journaling a bit and i really sense uh just it's awesome to share it with you because it's so helpful for me and i want to be able to share it with you guys but we're going to talk about um uh, our wounds how 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 we're wounded um, and how we need to respond to those wounds and when we don't what happens and how we manifest um, not the kingdom of God but the kingdom of the enemy and I want to share that because I just um, I don't know I was, re I was just doing some journaling and it's really a, a powerful teaching the Lord was giving me I believe to share with you and hopefully help you as you navigate um, on your journey to holiness of life because that's what we're all about holiness right um, and so I'm just going to reflect a little with you on some of the things I was journaling. So the first thing I was kind of getting in my prayer was the evil spirits only able to move, um, through us and deceive and manipulate us if we buy into the lies, um, that the evil spirit communicates to us when, when we're wounded. So at the moment of wounding, there's a lie always involved. So a lie communicated um, through whatever medium that be, maybe TV, might be a, a music, uh, might be a person, might be a parent, could be a family member, a friend, um, an enemy, whoever it be. Bottom line is we're all broken, so the enemy can use us in, in different and various ways. So we got to be aware of that. Um, so the evil spirit, though, when the evil spirit's moving us in a direction, meaning operating in our lives doesn't i'm not talking about possession i'm talking about an evil spirit can only move through someone who has believed a lie at that moment of wounding they believe that lie and uh they they have allowed that lie to begin to uh, if you will digest it it's gotten into their spirit into their system so every lie we suffer will cause a wound okay so there's never a lie without a wound. Um, anytime you experience a lie, and, and you might not even be aware, sometimes we become calloused and hardened and we're not even aware we're wounded or we've been wounded because we put up such great yellow tape around our hearts and our minds and spirits that we, we don't even allow ourselves to be close enough to be wounded. Like Jesus, remember, was wounded because he, he allowed himself to get close to us and uh, he suffered wounds from us, you know, and this is the power of the gospel is we wounded him. We, 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 you and I, we put those nails in his hands and feet. And sadly, at times we continue by our pride, our gossip, um, by the way we um, steal, lie, cheat, um, curse, um, addictions, on and on. Those things don't define us, but they're reflections that something deeper is going on inside of us at a deeper level that we're often out of touch with the 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 a lot of the outside sins we commit are symptoms of something far deeper that we um if we don't have a prayer life we're probably not going to ever see those things without prayer forget it guys so this is kind of reflecting a little on some inner healing right and the dynamics of how the enemy tries to destroy our lives. So 
Every lie we suffer is going to cause a wound, and that must intentionally be brought into the light of Christ. And I don't know if some of you journal, but you, when you're wounded, again, are you? Where have you been wounded? You know, we, we say at Mass as Catholics, right? You know, I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, I have greatly sinned in my thoughts, in my words, and in my actions. What I've done, what I've failed to do. Meaning, any we can wound or be wounded with thoughts, um, words, or actions. Okay. And at times, um, we could bring these to prayer, right? We should bring these, not at times, but all the time, bring these to prayer, immediately, immediately run to Jesus, run to the Father, like that song, run to the Father. We need a surgeon, we need a friend who can work with us. Because the temptation often when you're wounded is to vent to people and not to allow yourself to go before the Lord and ask the Lord what He's trying to teach you about being united with Him in His passion um, in his suffering, and we can kind of like want to use people to sort of like work through our wounds when ultimately God and God alone is the only one. Um, and, and when someone, like I said, when you find yourself pointing fingers out here, always remember there's three pointing back at you, and the Lord's challenging all of us. Um, remember, He didn't put us together because we were perfect, He put us together because we we're imperfect. And that friction that's created, if we don't bring it to the Lord, we're going to probably be toxic. And we're going to cause others' problems and ourselves are going to have a lot of pain and complications. And we're going to complicate the healing process, okay? And actually probably dig ourselves a deeper hole. So, um, Jesus will oftentimes bring up an area. Like if you spend time in prayer and you're really just honest with the Lord and you're quiet, he's going to bring up maybe a memory. We call it a healing of memories. God's going to bring a memory up and an area of woundedness. And it's, he's asking us to invite him into it. Okay, And that's where I really encourage you to get a prayer journal. See, a lot of people, um, myself included, we don't take time to sit with the Lord and allow him to show us areas because we often don't realize how much we're being influenced by the lies that are in our hearts and minds. We, we have mindsets, setting our mind on the things not of God. And, and we could have a spirit of offense um, because of our wounds. We can hold on to that to the point where it makes us toxic and we're just vomiting nasty things all the time. Or we come to the Lord in front of the Blessed Sacrament and we bring it to our journal. We spill our minds and hearts, all that poison and toxins out to the Lord because he's the only one that can heal us. And uh, when the Holy Spirit brings these things up in, in our prayer, um, if we're not aware of how the Holy Spirit works um, to set us, he's working to set us free, right? So in these moments when these mind memories come up and these things that cause us pain, or it could have been something at work, family thing, marriage thing, whatever, it comes up and it, it surfaces or something very fresh perhaps, that just happened to you. Um, when these happen, um, we often want to run from these God moments. These are sacred God moments where we share in the passion of Jesus. But often we come off the cross and we don't share in the passion of Jesus. We, we, um, we believe we have to maybe do it ourselves, or um, we're unaware of how much we're in bondage. Um, and need to be delivered, or perhaps we're suffering with an orphan mindset. What's that mean? It means we think and believe that 
that the lie that we have to do it all ourselves, right? That's the orphan mind. Like, I, we don't have a father. That's the orphan, right? I don't have a father to help me, so I have to do it all. So what we do is we basically um, table it. And what happens when you put, keep putting weight on a table day after day after day? Eventually that table's going to break, okay? Because you're not bringing it to the Lord, um, and your heart's going to get heavier and heavier and heavier, and what's going to ultimately happen is you're going to like a volcano explode and you're going to do much destruction towards yourself and others. And remember, you're bringing others with you. If you're on your way to God and holiness, you're bringing others with you. If you're on your way to hell and you're vomiting darkness, you're bringing others with you. Um, and sometimes there's a false compassion I found in people where we don't really challenge people we, we listen to them vomit but we don't call them to prayer and we don't bring them to the lord and challenge them have you brought that to your journal like when i do spiritual direction i ask me have you brought that to your journal well no but i've talked to this person that person and this person well that's not good because that's going to turn into gossip if it's not going to the lord it's going to turn ugly and gossipy and just basically um bear no fruit you know tree by its fruits. So we have to do all ourselves. That's the orphan mindset. Or perhaps the lie that nothing will ever change. Um, or the lie that this is never going to work. So I'm not going to journal because it's not going to work. See, who told you that? Um, I'm not going to bring this to prayer because it won't work. Well, who told you that? You know, or um, it's all my fault or it's, it's, it's all their fault. Like, who told you that? See, we're, we're receiving ideas from somewhere. There's a source. And most likely, those ideas for sure aren't from God, the Father. They're from either the flesh or they're from Satan himself. Because remember, Satan's not on your side. <laughs> he wants you to get highs on your shopping, on your drug of choice, on your, on your eating. Uh, he wants you to get highs on entertainment, on um, gossiping and all these things. To like feed that nastiness um, and it just leads to nowhere. It's like Benji just pounding your head on the wall. So like what's going on? So okay, so we must decide to whom we will give authority in our lives. You know, those of you that are married know this. Um, those of you that hopefully know this if you're married, that there's always two sides to the story. Is this God speaking to me or is this the enemy? You know, if you just like buy whatever... Like, if the enemy's speaking, you're like, oh, this is, it's like, well, is it the Lord or is it the enemy? Um, you know, you got to listen and discern with the Holy Spirit. Um, so the word of God or the word of the enemy, the word of God or the word of the enemy, who's, get, who are you giving, to whom are you giving authority in your life? Um, you know, the world, the def, devil in the flesh or holy word of God? Um, and it requires faith to stand on God's word, not just to succumb or give in to our humanness and our fallen human nature. Okay, so as we have all grown up in this fallen world, we also have suffered from lies that wound us. And these lies, especially in our early years of life, um, will attempt to form our minds and hearts so as to create strongholds or patterns of bondage. You know, break every chain, break every chain. What are we talking about? You and I have chains that we're not even aware of, that we need the Lord to show us so he can break those chains. But 
if we, you know, often growing up, right, perhaps our parents pass on generational curses or generational patterns of behavior that are sinful, um, addiction, drugs, sex, alcohol, um, shopping, gossiping, lying, cheating, stealing, um, just patterns that are not godly, that, that, that distort our, our, our character, that, that are really preventing us from the freedom and joy of the Holy Spirit. Um, so if you don't have joy and peace, there's something not right. Think of a dashboard on a car. When the lights go off and there's like anger, resentment, offense, um, you name it, you fill in the blank. Um, and you just pay, don't pay attention to the dashboard and you just keep driving and you keep pushing it and pushing it. Eventually the engine's going to explode and ain't going to work. But how many of us, like, you know, we should be telling and teaching people about how to go into these things. Like we talk about physical healing a lot in our encounter school, but without inner healing and mind renewal and inner healing, um, we're basically gonna, everything we do, even if it's the Lord's workings and doings, they aren't gonna be rooted and grounded in Christ. They're gonna be rooted and grounded. Look what I did, right? Look, look what I did, look what I did. I did this, I did that, I did this. And it's not gonna be about the Lord. Okay, because when our identity is healed and our Father provides, we want to say, Father, thank you, and we want to acknowledge what God the Father's done. Um, kind of like the prodigal son story, right? Um, the Father provided the, the younger son with all he had to go, that he took and wasted on loose living, and he came back repenting, right? And then you have the older son who didn't know the Father either, who had everything from the Father, but he believed that he had to earn the fatted lamb for him and his friends. Like he didn't know the father's heart. And so he spent his whole life earning. I mean, how, how, how painful is that? To live your whole life trying to earn the father's love. Like if I pray again, if I pray harder, I'll get this, the father will love me. And that's a need for inner healing, okay? So some people take their inheritance and they go, they spend their health and their life on the things of the world. And eventually, you know, some people call it midlife crisis. That stuff doesn't last forever. It, it's going to come to a head eventually. And you're going to have to deal with um, that moment where you either turn to the Lord or you keep perpetuating your misery. Um, and then there's those who, you know, really try to earn the love of God all the time by trying to be the the right do the good things the right things which also um is a mindset that's ungodly and so the word repentance is a good word if you want to be delivered you got to repent um if you keep pushing the gas pedal in your way and driving your agenda um it's not going to work okay so you can have a you can save yourself of a lot of unnecessary suffering by accepting um, in humility the Lord's plan for your life. Um, and by the way, the crucifixion was a part of God the Father's plan for Jesus' life, meaning it was the plan that he enter into darkness to take on sin so that he could destroy it for us. So... 
Like in a marriage, you're made holy by the friction. In a, in a, a family, in a workplace, whatever. Um, one of the things I used to learn when I was in a religious community was, um, you know, it's never really about the other. It's always about how I'm processing what's happened to me in a holy way or unholy way. Am I bringing it to the Lord? Am I allowing the Lord to show me um, how I lack love or how I provide love? Um, am I letting the Lord convict my heart? Am I letting the Lord lead me um, in this mission of reconciliation and healing um, in the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I just throw that stuff out. I'm going to end this one here because there's a lot of information that the Lord's downloading into my mind and heart, and I want to kind of break it up a little bit so it gives you a little bit of bite-sized chunks to chew on. So I hope that um, you can uh, take this. I hope it's useful for you, that you can reflect on some of the things I said and like Basically, without silent solitude and prayer, everything I said is just data. But if you go in prayer with it and you sit down and you ask Holy Spirit to help you, He'll show you um, some of these areas where He wants to work um, in our lives. All right? So we call on our Blessed Mother's amazing heart and love that we receive Jesus as she did. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The Lord be with you, with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. We'll see you in the next video.